0: Gen <laughs> Jen is who we're talking about today. If you're, t- if you're tuning in from Spain, Gen Zero, author Jesus. of Badass. No, no, no.
1: you are a badass. You are a badass. Lord, he do not even know. Exactly. Have you read it?
0: No, I do. I read this book several years ago and it was fantastic. How to Stop Doubting Your Greatness and Start Living an Awesome Life. And this is a best selling book. It is, it is a wonderful book. And then we just realized recently that she released this book at the age of 43.
1: Mm-hmm. So anything
0: done after the age of 40 is part of this show.
1: Do you feel like you're a badass?
0: I feel like I'm an undercover badass.
1: What does that mean? I don't know what that means.
0: They look like they know what the hell they're doing, but under the, under the, you know, under the sheets or under the radar, they're like, I don't know what I'm doing, but I need to appear like I know what I'm doing.
1: That's heavy I appear
0: like a badass, but I don't know what I'm doing. Do any of us know what the hell we're doing?
1: So this is the thing. When you read that book, was it like, oh... I'm a badass or was it her humanness of saying that she didn't really know what she was doing either. And that she's just pulled herself up at bootstraps and inspired you. I'm trying to figure out what is it that people love about this book so much because it's been a huge ass phenomenon. People it's like millions and millions of copies sold when I was at a conference a couple weeks ago, she came, and I'm talking about when she walked down the aisle to speak, people were like, what? I thought Jesus was here. Like, seriously, like there was like a freaking revival in that room. they like, Jen, Jen. I'm talking men, women, old, young. Like, everybody been captured with her in this message. What is it?
0: I think they, they vibe with her because you and I have read so many personal development books that we're not learning anything new. It's just their perspective on the content, and I think maybe just – we vibed with 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 her deal i'll tell you what i vibed with or, or probably why i vibed with but i didn't know until just recently when we were preparing for this episode is that she i mean she's got a background in in the music industry like she came up mm-hmm. she started working at a record label when she was uh, a young lady she just she didn't have any qualifications or anything she just wanted to be in the environment of whatever so she got this low-level job at a record label
1: yeah, it was in a band and then found herself in, a, I think, a garage at the age of 40-something doing the music thing and freelancing and broke AF.
0: Well, for the listening audience, what was the, uh, the name of the band that she co-founded in the early 90s? No
1: idea. What is it?
0: It's a band called Crutch. Now, I've never heard this band. I don't know what it sounds like. I am pretty sure it's not smooth jazz. If you had to take a guess, what, what kind of music would you think it would
1: be? <laughs> Crutch? Crotch <laughs> crotch,
0: yeah, oh boy, yeah, it sounds hard to me
1: crotch, interesting, well, I mean, it depends on the crotch, it could be a heavy metal band or it could be classical
0: classical I was crotch? Like, punk what is it supposed to mean
1: <laughs> <laughs> da-da, da-da, da-da. Or, so. so, anyway, I would say punk rock just because I read her Wikipedia, and that's what it said.
0: That's true, okay,. Right. Okay, so you so you did know what it was called. So she obviously a creative person from the get go, and again she hadn't developed writing chops yet uh, or real any any experience. So she moved to Los Angeles because she got her ass where her art wanted to be. Right?
1: Come on, Pressfield.
0: Yeah, and that's the hub of everything that where dreams go to die, I guess. So she went there, and her dreams didn't die. She became a freelance writer, and she started writing marketing materials for stuff all the all the boring stuff that you have to do when you become here's the thing when you start becoming an artist or calling yourself an artist in order to make money you've got to do all the bs stuff that you didn't get into the art that you wanted to do when i was doing music the biggest paycheck was like like weddings you know what i mean as a photographer people say the same thing it's like oh my god i can make three thousand dollars in a weekend doing weddings. And, and, and Anyway, so she was doing like freelance writing and stuff like that. Probably not what she wanted to do, but she was doing it to make the money so that she would do what she actually wanted to do on the side, which is write mm-hmm. novels. I
1: you th- know the- what novel was
0: called?
1: Something about a punk rock girl in a band. It wasn't the lesbian sex one. That was number says, two. What was the first one?
0: First one was Don't Sleep With Your Drummer.
1: That's it?
0: It was a semi-autobiographical... Semi-autobi- yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you ever made love to a drummer? Yes. Cool. How would that go?
1: <laughs> Let's just leave it at that. Leave it at that. Okay. So she's humorous. She uh, has a great gift for writing, but she's not making money. And that's where it gets frustrating is you have this talent. Obviously, she's humorous. Don't sleep with your drummer or whatever. But the money wasn't coming in. And so at the age of 40-ish, you're looking at all the stuff you're, quote, doing right. She's following the steps. She's trying. And yet she's broke and completely unhappy. And she called herself a loser, which is debatable because my therapist self wants to cry and say that's not true. But I feel that – so, and I think this is why people love her so much is she wasn't 25 feeling this way and then found success and got 30 under 30, right? She's at the point in her life where you should have your – or you feel like you should have your shit figured out, and she didn't, you know? Crappy freelance jobs. She said she was making like $2 an hour with the grind and the work put together. Nothing's really popped for her. Her band crotched which I have no idea, like – Why wouldn't crotch work out? I have no idea. None of it's popping for him, man. So at this point, is it like, is it just not in the cards for me? Or what do you do? And well, here's our show.
0: Well, the strange thing is about this whole situation is like, sure, we've never heard of either of these books, like your first two books, but like the first one was almost optioned for TV development. And the second one, The Straight Girl's Guide to Sleeping with Your chicks or (laughs) sleeping with chicks, Simon and Schuster, like it's a big publishing house. Right. And it was a national bestseller, but like, but she still felt like a failure after these two successes. Is that what you're telling me?
1: Well, I was really talking about before then this was a little bit, I don't know about the sleeping with the drummer book, how that did. I know it was before the lesbian book. She got a little bit of success for that. I mean, nothing compared to you are a badass. I mean, that took everything off for her, but she told this story at that conference where She was driving this beat-up car, and she had just gotten into personal development. was going through all the seminars and all the money stuff or whatever. And she's like, I'm going to try this coaching thing, you know, because everybody wants to be a coach when they first start off. And she was meeting a guy who was interested in hiring her, and he was wearing, like... You know, he was really put together, whatever. She said, I felt like I was meeting one of my friend's dads. (laughs) Like she's in middle (laughs) middle school meeting a dad or whatever. And he asked her like, how much is X, Y, Z? It sounds like a a side road thing, the way that I'm presenting this. How much are you? They were talking numbers and she had to quote him something that made her really uncomfortable. And she said that was like a huge game changer to be able to stand in front of somebody with authority and power and actually say that she had some worth and value but this was pre badass book. I'm not sure where the lesbian book fell in into this or not, but all I'm saying is she felt like a loser. She's over 40, but she decided that she could change something and she did.
0: What was the catalyst that changed it? I know the badass book was the catalyst that changed it, but what was, what led her to the badass book? Was it this guy that inspired her because he kind of drew her out of her comfort zone in that interaction?
1: she said it was when she started getting into mindfulness meditation all the woo practices that we preach here she said that it's cheesy and it's guru-y but it actually works she started going to seminars she started hiring her own coaches she started working on her internal game really and made a just choice that she wasn't going to quit so I mean it was a slow continuum of just Progressions. I mean, the lesbian book worked out. She started making money as a life coach, and then eventually she wrote this book that completely changed her life. And now she doesn't have to work anymore, according to her. She doesn't. Yeah,
0: but I mean, what would be the other? I'm wondering, like in that moment, like what, what are the other options? She's already written two books. She's obviously like a super creative person. Like, is she going to go back to school and become a chartered accountant? Like you're, so like there's – there's only way – one way to go in that instance is, is forward. Like no, like very hmm. seldom do we do we give up at that point.
1: Everybody gives up at that – I feel like most people give up at that point. Most people say, well, this is all there is and this is just the cards are dealt with me. And sometimes that's fine if that really brings you happiness. But I think most people in her situation would have kept freelance writing, maybe would have got a corporate job, would have completely ignored the bent in her I mean, she has a presence and a voice, she has a gift. It's clear. How many people do you know with like great gifts and they just think, Well, it's just not in the cards for me?
0: I just been timeline wise. It's like pe- most people give up after the first attempt and it doesn't go the way they thought it was. They realize that it, it's sort of a higher mountain than the little hill that they thought it was. But she had already accomplished so much in the literary space that I don't know. I, why I don't not feel right like everybody. she
1: did, man. I don't feel like she did. Like that one was a bestseller, but I mean, those weren't the only two. She had some other ones that didn't work either. I mean, I don't think hitting bestseller one time with that would like change your life. It probably brought in some income, but it wasn't like daily shows calling.
0: Okay, that's true. Okay, so she got into the boo stuff, she changed herself. So okay, so what do you think happened to her her her
1: I feel like internally
0: you're like me. what so what what I sort of asked it earlier but about the catalyst, but I guess she did the internal work, the personal development, and then she shared her her process and story in this badass book. She she sort of figured out who she wanted to be and then fake it till you make it kind of thing?
1: No, I think she saw a gap in this world, which was humor, and she used her humor and straightforwardness to be a voice that was really refreshing. I think that's why it popped, because... She's reading all these books. She's like, okay, none of these are funny. None of these are sarcastic. And she brought herself into this world and boom. And that's, that's, and that's what we were just talking about before is your voice. Like, what is my voice here? You know, nobody gives a shit about another video or another book or another podcast or whatever. Like, it's all regurgitated the same content. The only thing that stands it out, and this is where I get so frustrated passionately lately because I'm trying to find my voice in this, is like, what is me in here? Because nobody cares unless they're connecting with Rory, right? Or they are connecting with Heather. They connected with Jen and she did a badass job at bringing herself into this personal development world and there's no one else like her.
0: Maybe it's the authentic part of her that she was able to expose like a lot of people they want to show how smart they are so they just statistically all this stuff makes sense there's going to be no criticism in the amazon reviews because i'm going to put everything into this and back it up whatever she just sort of went at it in a vulnerable way where it's just like i'm just going to put myself into it and if people want to rip me apart in the amazon reviews then so be it but this is the book i'm writing
1: And tell on herself like she doesn't present herself in the best light all the time. She's like, I was a loser. I was doing this and that, and I suck at this. I mean, it's so freaking relatable. We uh, again, we don't want everybody to put together. We want to see mistakes. We want to see the unpolished stuff, which makes a lot of people uncomfortable. I'm actually really happy about that because I'm like the most unpolished girl ever. I think I need to polish myself up a little bit more.
0: (laughs) It's It's so hard to do though. Even when you're trying to like self-deprecate, even some of your self-deprecating stuff is just is still sort of like a humble (laughs) brag. A hundred percent hard. It's very hard to like, it's very
1: hard. So what do you take away from her? Like after 40, what, what do you think she did that we can learn from specifically that I did not say, what do you got?
0: It's a grit thing. It's like, have the patience to, to, you know, whatever it is that you're working on is a process and it's not necessarily the thing, but it's going to lead to the thing that becomes the thing. And the only sure way to make sure it's not the thing is to do nothing.
1: Yeah. Boom.
0: I heard an interview with 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 Barry Katz the other day, and he we've spoken a few times. He's like a, a big uh, manager in the comedy space, mm-hmm. and he's he, he used a scenario that I thought was really interesting. <clears throat> he was talking to a, an amateur comedian who who just couldn't necessarily get to the next level, and we couldn't figure out what mental blocks or what blocks were happening. And the punchline is it turned out to be grit. But the example he used was, let's just say you take the you know three gigantic comedians right now. You got Joe Rogan. Burt Kreischer, Amy Schumer, what if they took your exact material, and you're all on the same level at this point, okay? You're all amateurs. But let's just say they took your exact material, and do you think that they could use that and create what they've created with your material? And the answer in the punchline is probably, right? Because they have this extra gear, this extra something that just... that allows them to grow to the next level, then whatever that is, is stopping you is, is something that that they have. You know what I mean? It's not necessarily what you create. You're as talented as anybody else, but it's like this, this extra thing. So what is that? And what's holding you back?
1: I think I get romantic over the work and think this is my work and this has to work as opposed to this work isn't as attached to me as it probably should be. And I should adjust it and pivot and test and try things because I think this one version is like the full essence of Heather versus just the idea may have been Heather or the inspiration, but it's okay to take different formats. So these people who are grinding, they're constantly shifting, adjusting, changing, testing, and there's like not a lot of attachment to it. us beginner folks who are – well, we're not beginner. We've been doing it for a long time. Us who are in the beginning stages of seeing the fruits of our labor, let me put it that way. You know, I think we're too precious. I know I've been.
0: Yeah, but I see. So we, we were talking about this before the show. We should really our next podcast is going to be called "Before the Show" because we talk about all the cool stuff before we actually hit record. Um,
1: that's the reason we do this is so we can just catch up real quick and throw some good <laughs> stuff. Recording in. those
0: conversations because we always refer back to them. And these, the, anyway, the point is. But that's I think whatever grit that is 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 you. You just told me you were like you're you're testing things and you're trying a new format with this other thing and it's it's like. People don't do that. They sort of just keep going with the way it, whatever it is that, that they're going to. Jen did the same thing with uh, "Badass." She completely took a different direction. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't read her first two books, but I imagine they weren't.
1: You didn't want to read sleep with the drummer? What? What's, come on.
0: I only Your slept with time. the drummer once, and it was off time, so I wasn't. I wasn't impressed. But she probably did the same thing that you're doing right now, which is she tested a bunch of different scenarios. And then she eventually she got the confidence to inject all of herself into this one project. And people loved what she did.
1: Come on, Jen. Come on, Jen. So if you are over the age of 40, you feel like it's completely over for you. I mean, that's really just a conscious choice that we have to make. Is it? Or could this be a new beginning for us and actually something we could leverage because we think about it? Her being that underdog 40-year-old is, I think, what so many people loved about her. And if she would have done this work 20 years before, would it have had the impact? I don't know. So maybe being over 40 is actually a huge ass advantage if we have the courage to lean all the way into it. Jen, we love you. I didn't want to say my husband is a drummer. So him saying I, I don't want to suck like a hooker. Um, that's the situation there. But <laughs> there you go. So we just need to end there.